This could get dicey as a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, so things can sometimes get a little, well, you know. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Welcome to This Could Get Dicey, a D&D podcast where a b- group of buds get to unwind from their 9 to 5s and step into the world of Drew Gala. My name is Destiny though. I play Loomis Bjorn, and before things get a little too dicey, I'd just like to say it's a beautiful day to revisit a movie that you're a little bit anxious won't hold up, but is way better than you remembered. Everyone okay. guess what it is. Oh, another <laughs> guessing guess. round. Let's We're do guessing. it. Let's do okay. it. Um, I think it's the the, the um, animated classic, The Road to El Dorado. I was going to say um, Titan A.E. Ooh, Ooh, that's a good one. For some reason, I thought Alex was going to say The Rookie. That's a great film. But he didn't, so I'm going to say The Rookie. Great. Um, no, <laughs> none of those. <laughs> Nacho Libre. Oh my gosh! Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You had, you had doubts. The reason I did. I, I just haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, same, same. Oh, I God. was just so nervous because I loved it so much, and I was just like, "Is it? Is it one of these?" I'm I'm ashamed of myself for having doubts. It was so yeah. good. I'm gonna tell Jack. I ate. <laughs> I, I ate some bugs. Oh, I ate some grass. I used my hands to wipe my tears. <laughs> like beautiful writing, phenomenal. <laughs> Can we just have like a salad or something? <laughs> One of my favorite lines. <laughs> Dead guy duty. Oh my god, I could go on and on. Uh, I'm very I'm very happy you revisited that film, and I'm very I'm also super happy they never made a sequel to that. Me oh, too. Same. Well, that was back when like sequels were not as prevalent, I feel like, as they are now. Well, great choice, Destiny. Thanks. Um, <laughs> my name is Alex Villarreal. Uh, I play Ella's Vendove, and today is a beautiful day to TGIF. I know it's Wednesday for you, audience, but it's Friday for us, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did you go yeah. to the TGIF So did you go Fridays? to, yeah. You know what? I've only ever been to a TGIF Fridays. Um, Wait, we all we are, we're all doing it. I did it first. TGI Fridays, because if you it's say, funnier to say TGIF Fridays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. It's like saying it's, ASAP is possible, or saying like "Thank God it's TGIF." <laughs> I know about that sticky note on your fridge, Kenny, that says mm-hmm. we need ice cream ASAP as possible. Classic. It's <laughs> been on my fridge for over a decade, I think. Oh my god! But it's been a long week. Mm-hmm. It's about to be a long night. In a good way, though. In a good way. Um, but yeah, happy Fridays, man. Happy TGI happy recording Friday. night. Congrats, Alex. You've made it successfully Thank to the you. end of a week. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Oh, were you going to say something else? Say, that was a little condescending. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. This is to someone who doesn't have a job at the Baby. moment. Um, I don't have like a regular job when we're recording this, so... You know, it's hard. It's hard for me to put myself in your shoes. Give me a month. 
Um, hello, I'm Kenny Chilton, and I'm playing Emil Mazak, and it's a beautiful day to sing. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Everyone join in. Today's birthday to you. I'm not going to sing to It's going to be hard to sing up. Happy birthday to you. Happy Good luck syncing that. Like, I know that it should line up. But everyone, it's our favorite DM's birthday week. Uh, Just wanted to put it in your ears whenever you hear this probably a month from now. (laughs) That I had a birthday. It's Becky's birthday, and send some some love her way. Share the podcast with someone. Share the podcast. Happy birthday, Becky. Thank you. She just turned 24. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. My tummy would feel better, probably. I was Probably. 24 still. Wait, do we have 24. any 20-year-olds left on this podcast? Oh, Alex hasn't turned huh? 30 till May? What are you no, you turned about? 30 already? No, I'm the youngest it's... of the four of us. You're the youngest, yes. okay. Yeah. Wow, we're all no longer 20s. That's this is mad embarrassing, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we're 30. We're playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> 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 well... I'm too old. I'm, self-con- I'm self-conscious now. <laughs> I'm, I'm too not. Old. I'm I. That's turning thirty. Here, hey everyone at home. Turning thirty means no shame, no regrets, no pain, lots of pain, no ga- lots of pain, <laughs> no so, game, no game. Still, yeah, absolutely. Hi, I'm Becky Schmader. I am the game master for this Kick It Dicey, and it's a beautiful day to make a chocolate cream pie. I really hope I haven't said that one before. Even if you have. I don't think you have. Even if. I'm so glad you said it again. I think chocolate cream pie is probably number two on my list of favorite cream pies. Hmm. Um, what's everybody's favorite? What's your first, Specific wait, cream pie? You specifically? said specifically cream pie. What's your <laughs> yeah. Um, it would go, it would probably go number one, coconut cream pie, two, chocolate cream pie, three, Damn. Uh, like, a, like a Boston cream pie. Um, I like cream pies. I've had a lemon I like one. Cu- before. I like custard. Yeah, Ooh, I've had like a lemon, lemon one. That or a, really like good. a key lime pie. Ooh, key lime's good. Well, key lime's not a cream pie. That's a that's a that's a different. Hmm. Well, what would you classify it as? Like a custard. Like, yeah, cream and custard is a. No, those are all. Huh? These are all different. I don't like this. I don't like this <laughs> categ- categorizing pies. You're such a. You're no. so hard, hard, hard line. Well, I think pies. I would be less upset if you didn't say coconut cream pie was your top cream pie. When banana cream pie is right there. Yeah, mm. I know. Banana cream pie is, I, was, I wasn't done. <laughs> I love cream pies. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> Sorry, we made. interrupted you. <laughs> what, what are y'all's favorite cream pies? Chocolate. I, choc- chocolate. I guess banana. I'm not really a sweets person. I'm also just stuck on that we're categorizing into like cream pie specifically. Like, what's your favorite pie? Uh, pecan. Pumpkin. If we open or... it, yeah, if we open it up, it's too chaotic. Apple is mine. Well, okay, I'm returning. I'm going back to key lime pie. What's pumpkin pie? Thanksgiving. Um, pumpkin pie. Good question. That's not a cream pie. So key lime and lemon meringue wouldn't be cream pies either. That's fair. 
Hey man, I'll, and, I'll there's there's to me there's like fruit pies and then there's like goo pies. Fine. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite goo? What's your favorite, what's your favorite goo pie? <laughs> well, pie. is pecan a goo pie? Yeah, pecan's totally. Okay. A goo. There's Absolutely. a lot of goo up well, there. I know it's, it's not gooey. Goo. Something's wrong. I just this is interesting because you don't classify cakes like this until right? now. Hey, if you give me if you give me some time, I'll start coming up with subgenres of cake. All right, we'll save that for next episode. Who's ready to play some Dungeons and Dragons? (laughs) Yeah, me. Last we left off, our adventurers had found themselves in a prison below the Collector Chateau, where they met a grung. For those at home, that's a frog person named Timber. Together, you all managed to escape after finding the collector's keys and scaring away the mechanical humanoids after violently uh, slamming one against the prison cell. You all, along with Timber, camped outside the chateau, unsure if you should go inside and get any remaining items of interest. In the morning, you all awoke and saw that climbing out of the broken window of the dining room are the chef mechanical humanoid, the candy shop mechanical humanoid, and the attendant mechanical humanoid from the knowledge gained room. The three mechanical humanoids look around in shock and awe at the world around them. They wobble back and forth, walking around the area. The chef mechanical humanoid looks at the bushes outside, picking one of the leaves from it and staring at it with intense focus. The attendant mechanical humanoid stares up at the sky, and the candy shop mechanical humanoid shouts out to you all, Welcome to the candy shop! Waving its ice cream scoop hand. They are approximately 50 to 100 feet, um, kind of away from you all as they're sort of walking around. But they're a good distance away from you all. And they're, they, that's what you all wake up to here. Um, I'm turning to um, every, like my party and Timber. Um, I know we kind of just, well, Loomis just kind of fucking iced um, that one little feller. Um, what do you think we should do with these other ones? There might be someone who would benefit from them at the academy or with the delegation if we brought them. I don't know. It feels weird to just leave them. They're so innocent. I mean, I know we were just kind of in the thralls of a big, crazy, spooky house that was trying to kill us, and then we killed the person who lived there and stuff. Y'all haven't seen one of these before, right? Never. No, this was the first time. Uh, no, I, I haven't seen one either. There. I mean, Loomis, when you fucking killed that one (laughs) like was it like alive i don't think i mean am i alive i i mean i'm talking about the fact like yes yeah i get the the metaphysical (laughs) as in like that you're not made of nuts and bolts and um other 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 stuff i think the word you're looking for is sentient well they don't, they kind of seem like half sentient. Mm-hmm. Like they can respond to us, but they seem pretty limited. Yeah. Uh, however, I will say there's no life to them. I tried to absorb some life force from one of them when I had stabbed them with my root, and and nothing happened. So I don't I don't think they're alive in the way that we're alive. Uh, it feels wrong to me to to just leave them here. Uh, who who knows what could happen? Did you see when Loomis, when you killed the other one, I whisper, when you killed the other one, it had like a little glowy red orb inside like we saw in the oh, yeah. collector's room. So something unique and is powering them. I've never seen anything like it. 
yeah, maybe they're not, you know, alive, but they have this life force. I This is, I mean, so, I okay, I think we're all in agreement that they're, you know, too um, cute and stupid to be left alone. Um, but should we either, A, ask them if they want to come with us, or B, like, just, should we just ask them should we, like, explain to them that, like, hey, look, sorry, your master's dead, but you're free now. What do you want to do? I'd be interested to see what they have to say. As, as we turn to head that way, can I look at Timber? What? I don't know Timber's pronouns. He? Uh, he, yes. Uh, what, what Timber's, like, what is he thinking as we're having this conversation about these robots? Uh, go ahead and roll an insight check. Nah. Okay. <laughs> seven um i think he's i mean he kind of you all were talking and he chimed in to say like no i haven't i haven't seen these things before but then i think he kind of like wandered away or like sat back down kind of realizing maybe he's not part of this conversation he's also like three feet tall and you all are all pretty tall so i think Mm -hmm. um you know standing huddled or in a group (laughs) he feels a little left out okay anyways from the conversation so he doesn't really all right have can we head yeah. over to where the robots are and like huddle them up <laughs> yeah bring it in bring it in everyone hey yeah hey fellers um uh how how how's everybody feeling this morning and i wink i wink it to them they kind of waddle together and, and look at all of you as you come the candy shop one just keeps like waving it's it's ice cream scoop hand the one that you recognize to be um, the attendant that was in the knowledge gained room looks at you all. Oh, we found the master's body sometime in the wee hours of the morning. The master's no longer with us. Yes, so unfortunately, I mean, we're just, you know, we're not gonna. Um, beat around the bush here we came here to talk to your master and then your master tried to kill us and so in self-defense um unfortunately we we killed him um we're sorry about that um y'all y'all seem to have uh, to to speak very highly of him but um you know long of the short of it now is technically um y'all y'all don't have a, a master anymore one of them, the one that you were just talking to, like puts its hand up and huddles the mechanical humanoids <laughs> together, like bring it in, bring it in, and you hear them kind of like muttering to themselves. The the one with the ice cream scoop still kind of shaking its hand. Then they turn back around to face you all. We are unsure what this means, not having our creator with us anymore. We are happy to have freedom, though, and no longer see you as any sort of threat. That's great. Uh, we, we, I think, um, I, I think I can speak for a majority of us that we might have taken a, a fondness for y'all. <laughs> y'all, are, y'all seem to be pretty sweet. Yeah, um, you seem, look, you seem like lovely humanoids, r- r- uh, mechanical. What do you, what do you want to be called? Oh. We don't know. What do you want to call us? Well, that's that's the funny thing is that we've never 
we've never met anybody like y'all before. Um, oh. And, you know, even though your creator did try to kill us, um, you, there's no denying that um, he was uh, incredibly smart. Um, but uh, part of having freedom like on a sort of base level is you kind of get to decide that for yourself. Um, it, it, I don't want to, like, you know, um, fry out your little brains or anything, but do y'all have names? Oh, they huddle back together again real quick. <laughs> and they think about it. You can hear them kind of just speaking to each other. And then they turn back around to you all. We don't have names. And our little brains do feel warm thinking about naming ourselves. <laughs> Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's... I mean, no, that's ba- a good bad warm, bad it, warm. Oh, oh, oh bad, I thought you ooh, meant like oh. butterflies hot, kind of no, warm. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, don't oh, worry. Oh, let's just deal with this one thing ouch. at a time. Freedom first. Freedom is secured. You have some autonomy here, but we would love for you to travel with us back to Mistfall, which is a nearby city. We, we can, you know, on the way, talk about your fate and identity and all that good stuff um you know if you want to stick with us for a little bit you all have been nice to us mostly they look at loomis (laughs) perhaps knowing the atrocities you did to their friend loomis points at the their friend (laughs) oh uh we will travel with you all as we feel a little lost in the world. That's super fair. You're happy to travel with us. Um, oh, by, by the way, um, my, na- my name's Ellis. Ellis. The, uh, these are my friends, uh, uh, Emil and Loomis. And this is our, this is our new friend, Timber, who, who, your, who your master was keeping locked up in the dungeon as well. Emil, Loomis, Timber. Mm-hmm. We are here. Um, we, we have a little bit more business to do before we hit the road. Uh, we, there's, there's some stuff inside that we wanted to take care of. Should we bring emergency swords? Yes. Oh, for yes, sure. For you sure. Should. It's, it's important that we point out that as we... Y'all, I mean, it kind of goes without saying, y'all haven't left this house before, right? What? No. Okay, that's fine. Um... So the world, what we're in right now is the outside. Um, the outside has the potential of being uh, pretty mean. Um, there's lots of mean stuff out here. There's also a lot of nice stuff and good stuff, which I'm excited for you to see. But um, if y'all do have emergency swords um, to help protect you and your your friends and your compatriots, that's probably smart. We will bring emergency sword, but we will leave super emergency sword in there glass case they aren't very nice yeah let's just save them for later um in that room where your friend the super emergency sword is uh there was an object or maybe an object i don't know what it was that i that we're curious about the the spherical red orb thing could you tell us anything you know about that i look specifically at the one who was like in that room Oh, sure. We are... Oh, mm, we have those inside of our bodies. What is it? 
I suppose they're like our hearts. Oh. Do you, do you know how it's made? Do you know what it's made of? No. Is it going to be okay if I go in there and take the one that was left out? I believe so. All right. And then I'm like, a uh, quick second. And I huddle the three of us <laughs> back together. And Timber. I'm like, Timber, get in here. Um, I'm like, all right, game plan. We're going to go back inside. One, definitely we should grab that fucking red heart. Two, um, the rest of those magical items, if, if they're still there. Um, and then three, uh, definitely just like one more good kind of pass over the collector's room. Um, obviously, Emil, I don't, I imagine there's, you know, anything else you can learn about the unfortunate thing you saw in there. I got all um, of the collector's notes, I believe, on the Dries blood from his desk. Um, but there might be something more useful and, and, Friends, on a personal level, um, I'd like to bury the person that's in there. Oh, yeah, yes. I thought you meant the collector. I was like, I blew his head off. No, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I can, I can help you do that for sure. Okay. All right. Let's let's. Oh, I would say order up op- order of operations. Let's do items first, and then go get the red thing, and then we can deal with everything else. Let's just split up. There's, I don't think there's any threat left inside the house. I can head that's to fair. the collector's room if. Uh, oh wait, there there is still threat left inside the house. There are some gray juzies that are definitely still inside the house. That's that's true. Um, okay, yeah, let's go together. Loomis, what are you we, say? Oh, we could try to hurt the ooze for you. Sorry, we were eavesdropping. <laughs> <laughs> They're like You're right already... behind us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right next to your ears. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that that could work if y'all could take care of those first. But stay safe, though. I don't want y'all to get hurt too bad. We have hurted them many times before. Oh did yeah. Did you just say? Did you just say hurted them? Yes. That's adorable. Go take care of business. They climb back in through the window, and you see them kind of like one of them grabs a chair from the dining hall. One of them grabs like the emergency sword from the kitchen. And then <laughs> the other one's going with their ice cream scoop uh, to go try and hurt the ooze. All right. Can we go to the, um, the items room first? I think that's the closest room to us right now. Yes. You all head and ins- climb back inside through the window that you broke out of, uh, head down the hall past the, your little mechanical humanoid friends who are kind of like whacking the ooze and pushing them back into their little cabinets that they came from and it's really it's quite funny looking like one of them's like trying to like like almost using the chair like a golf club to sort of like hit them and lift them in a certain direction uh you all make your way back over to where the items were though there are three items remaining there is the crown of like interwoven silver bands that is the helm of comprehend languages there is the colorful ropes that sit on a hook and there is a rope of climbing and there is a deep green cloak hanging on the wall as well within the boxes uh, and it is a cloak of elven kind all three of them are still within the glass boxes and you all can see still that there's no like key holes or anything like any way to open them still remains unknown can loomis try to break the glasses that each item is in yes go ahead and roll an attack roll 21 okay i think you take your spear and like wind up and just 
like choo 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 like crash through all three of the the boxes that are still remaining and the glass opens i mean i mean it shatters yeah like you you took your spear head to all three of them pretty it's glass you yeah. know i feel that the other two were thinking like oh do we just stick our hand in the like do the same thing just get our hands dirty again and as they're contemplating what to do loomis just walks up and hits <laughs> each glass door with the spear you do that and now you can have access to those items do you all grab them sure would y'all would y'all mind if I uh, hopped on this um, comprehend language helm thing? Yeah, I, I can't do hats, so go for it. Sweet. <laughs> I don't I have the right look head size. To, yeah, you you would look good in a crown. How green is the cloak of Elvenkind? Uh, it's pretty dark. It's like a like a dark forest green. So like, in certain light, almost black. Yeah. Sure. Oh, Lumis, it looks like if you turn it inside out, it's pretty much black. <laughs> if I turn it inside out, is it pretty much black? <laughs> we'll say yes. Yeah, the inside lining is like an even darker green color, and you just turn it inside out, and there you go. That's a that's a really good idea, Emil. This is definitely more my style. Yeah, of course. Although, you know, green is very complementary to your dark colors. And this way you do have to deal with the fantasy Hanes tag on the back. But uh, uh, but yeah, it looks good. Um, I'll take the rope if that's okay, because um, Loomis, you can walk on walls, and unless you're like magic. You're like magic. <laughs> I am like magic. Thank you. <laughs> I'll uh. bag the rope. Yay. <laughs> That's what you, that's what uh, Emil says as he puts the rope in his bag. He goes, yay! <laughs> this will make a great inventory for Venzo's varieties, I'm just saying. Do we want to head back uh, to the collector's room now? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, just get the heart and scan the room for anything else of value. You all head back to the main entryway. Your buddies have kind of pushed the ooze back down that one hallway and tried to put them in their cupboards and they're now waiting for you all to be done um the ice cream scoop one's still waving at you all as you head into the lift and go upstairs um upstairs the suits of armor are still laying inanimate um and you head into the knowledge gained room and there's definitely a ton of items here that are like peculiar and perhaps worth something you're not entirely sure uh the metal orb with the red blob inside still remains on the armatures that hold it up um, there's more glass jars with plant matter. There might be some books of note. You're not really entirely sure. There's a lot to kind of dig through here. Um, I'll, I'll start with the the red orb and like throw a sheet over it or something so I don't pick it up with my bare hands um, and like wrap it up. Yeah, you grab a kind of a, a little blanket or like a little sheet off of a, a nearby cage that was kind of covering up like skeletal remains of like a bird or something <laughs> oh, and God. you grab that and wrap the orb up in it and you now have the orb it's about like baseball sized i'd say okay loomis do you want to look around for anything valuable or, or just cool loomis would like to look for essentially a bag of holding oh okay go ahead and roll an investigation check 12 
you find a couple bags scattered around the room and you're like oh this one's a bag of holding for sure and you start like throwing stuff in it and it goes <laughs> up and then you go to another one you're like this one for sure and you like stick your hand in and it's just barely like your fist can fit into it uh, no bag of holding in sight I just want to I mean I imagine that with with all these crazy inventions and stuff and knowing um kind of my base level of magic and magic requires like valuable things to make things happen so I'm gonna like like gemstones gold diamonds is there any like just money is there any just money laying around yeah go ahead and roll an investigation check that's not very good uh, oh that's annoying uh, well, it still isn't very good. Uh, 11 total. You find a like two rubies. You find two rubies worth 50 gold pieces each and one sapphire worth 50 gold pieces. Is Timber with us right now? Uh, I'll say yeah, that he kind of followed you all up there, if that's okay with you all. Yeah, I start looking at the body in the, you know, the, the large glass thing. Uh, the tree's blood. And as I'm, like, inspecting it, I'm like, Timber, is there anything in here of interest to you? Anything related to your field? I'm afraid we don't know very much about you. I, uh, I'm curious, what, what's of interest to you in here? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of just a, a farmer, so this is all pretty, pretty above my head. Um, I mean, I do like reading, but these, these all look pretty dense. More of a, fic- more of a fiction fella? But yeah. Me too. <laughs> As he says, I'm I'm just a farmer. Can I try and read that? Sure. Uh, Go ahead and roll insight. Eighteen total. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he seems he's out of his element here inside this room. I mean, he is very much just like a just a farmer. Um, I think he's feeling like inadequate a little bit, as you all are, seem to be very capable adventurers at this point. You've like broken into this person's place, you've killed things, and so I think to him, he's like, "I'm just, I'm just a farmer, and like this is a lot of science doohickeys, and I don't know okay. what's going on." Well, friend, th- nothing in this room is gonna be used by anyone else, at least not until this house is, you know, raided by someone in the night. So. If you want anything, feel free to grab it. Uh, and and uh, a very wise friend once told me that I should always carry a dagger. Uh, so if you need a dagger, let me know. I have three now. That was me! <laughs> oh, that's very, that's very kind. Uh, yeah, uh, well, I, I will take a dagger. I, I just have my uh, my kind of walking staff. Here you go. Uh, okay. Toss him a dagger. Well, she she. <laughs> he straps it onto his little belt and he starts digging around the room with you all to see if he can find anything of of note okay how do i get this body out of this class okay go ahead and roll another or go ahead and roll an investigation check as you're examining this can i give can i can i like help him just by like kind of scoping around with him and like helping point out some stuff Mm -hmm. yeah go ahead and uh, either roll with advantage or, or you roll Ellis. Thank you for the help. It is a natural 20 for a 23 total. Okay. Right. You're able to see that there does appear to be like a release valve to release the liquid from inside of this. You don't know where the liquid goes necessarily, but there's like a grate at the bottom that when you like hit the switch, uh, assumably the liquid will empty from the case 
and then at the top there seems to be like a latch that you might be able to open you have to figure out a little bit of like how to get the body out but that's how you get into the into this glass okay case. so there's uh, some kind of mechanism for me to drain it essentially yes yeah um okay i'll do that first i say everyone take a step back it's gonna gonna get a little wet in here i think um i don't know where this liquid's going but <laughs> i'm gonna drain it you hit the switch and Loomis, get on the ceiling get on the ceiling <laughs> just about to say, yeah Loomis, as soon as you say it's gonna get wet in here just as they're still rummaging through stuff just climbs up assumably there's floor-to-ceiling book shelves bookcases just starts climbing up the bookshelves to the ceiling okay yeah you're on the ceiling you emil you hit the the switch it's kind of like a lever to to release the the liquid from inside of this and it starts to kind of like vortex around as it drains out there's like some slight leaking from the bolts and rivets uh, along this glass container but there's it appears to just be like draining out somewhere you don't know if there's intricate plumbing or, or what um, but the liquid is is not pouring into the room by any means and it empties out of the case after 30 seconds or so is the body in there suspended by anything or is it just kind of sit at the bottom of the tank now um it's now sitting at the bottom of the tank i'll climb in okay yeah you throw the latch on the top and climb in inside of it i take out my new climbing rope oh. and use it to um hoist this body up and, and try to climb out with it is it heavy does it feel like a tree it's like solid wood it feels lighter than you thought it would given that you you would imagine it to be like oh this is like a log that i'm carrying but it almost feels not like fully like a husk but sort of light like light wood almost like uh, was it balsa wood so it's it's not quite as heavy as like oak logs or anything like that um, so it, it kind of catches you off guard with how light it is okay i'll, I'll climb out of the tank um and kind of call Alice, could you could you help me with this? Yeah, you got it. Um, and I think uh, usually for Emil, he's got so many things that he does to like his appearance or his you know stance or whatever to like hide certain aspects of himself. And his jacket's been torn to shit, and his shirt is all cut up from the Great Axe from the Minotaur, and he's covered in blood and just. He slept outside last night. So he's just, all of those things have kind of fallen away. And I think, Alice, as you were approaching Loomis from your standpoint, you can see Emil kind of like visibly shaking as he's getting this body out. Um, and he, he gets out and, and, and kind of lays the body down and uh, is just kind of looking at it for a little bit. Uh, I'd like to really closely inspect it. Is there any. And I think, actually, Emil probably says this out loud. Is there any sign you see? I, I say to everyone in the room, is there any, like, semblance of who this person once was? Or is it... Is the person gone and, and the tree? It's just the tree. I I would, I would like to, to kind of scan over it as well, being as, like, respectful as possible, catching the vibes in the room. Yeah, whoever wants to look over the body, go ahead and roll an investigation check. Oh, shit. I failed. Uh, 
think that first check I rolled was with a d12. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, oopsies. 19. 15. Instead of looking at the body, could Loomis look around the books to see if the collector had like an inventory sh- spreadsheet or just like a list of the things that they had collected throughout the years? Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, roll an investigation check for that. 19. I think Emil and Ellis, as you all scan the body, there is still semblance of, you know, like a figure below this sort of barky exterior or this like wood exterior. You know, this person hasn't fully turned into a tree. There's still, you can make out like a feminine form for, you know, there's there's shoulders that go down to like a waist that go down like what appear to be legs and this person was probably still able to to walk like these limbs are separated enough that they would be able to move them you you would think Uh, so there is still humanoid pieces and and parts to them their face um, is carved kind of into to wood instead of being structured from the wood I guess uh, are they, mm, I don't want to be too morbid with this. Are they, uh, has rigor mortis kind of set in? Or are they, are, are they still fluid? I would say that, like, roll, roll a medicine check. Okay. Medicine. That's our first medicine check with the campaign? <laughs> maybe, maybe so. <laughs> um, well, 19. You know that when somebody dies, that rigor mortis would eventually set in, but oddly, this humanoid doesn't seem to have rigor mortis that set in. It's almost like the wood has become like waterlogged, and like that's how it's kind of been able to like remain fluid. There's there's a lack of stiffness um, in this figure that you weren't expecting, perhaps from being in the liquid, perhaps. From, you don't know if this person was like alive when they came here or dead already um, so there's a lot of still questions like that but it is shocking to you that it's not as stiff as you would assume it to be I'll look up at Alice just looking over the body with me and say would it be horrible for me to take a sample of their blood dog I would imagine that I mean here put it put it like this you don't know jack shit about what's going on with you and say if for some fucking terrible twist of fate you ended up inside of a fucking test tube in some weird nerd's house without ever really finding out maybe what the hell's wrong with you would you you know give a sort of post-mortem permission to another motherfucker to come along to potentially find out what this stuff is thank you um, I'll take the dagger that Alice convinced me to buy um, and just try and make a small incision uh, maybe like on an arm or something to see if any like body fluid comes out. Yeah, you cut into the arm with your your 19 medicine check sort of carrying over into this. You know like loosely like this is where veins should be and so you're kind of like cutting into um, you know the I guess is that the underside of your arm? I don't mm-hmm. know what you would call that. You cut into the underside of this person's arm, and as you cut into it, 
like an ooze leaks out from it um sort of somewhat like sappy consistency but a little bit looser and not so thick it's kind of a little golden a little green you know the hue kind of shifting a little bit you notice as you're kind of carving into this this arm a little bit that there's at first it's it's difficult to cut into it's sort of thick like you're cutting into a piece of wood but then there's there's a little bit of of give as you kind of get deeper into it as if you're into like the soft fleshy bit of it there doesn't appear as you're kind of like holding this i mean you're not you're not like thrusting this dagger so far in but it, it doesn't appear to be like bones anymore it just seems to have this like thick sappy consistency underneath this thick layer of bark for lack of a better term i guess i'll take a sizable sample of this whatever jar i can find nearby um empty it of whatever decrepit dusty bones or whatever inside of it and you know try and collect as much as i can without you know uncontaminated um and close it up and also wrap that up in something as well and, and stash it so loomis you are looking for any sort of uh, inventory sheet the collector i think was definitely a person who kept all this inventory in their head so they don't really have um, inventory sheets of, of anything there seems to be categories of different sort of books and, and different sort of like areas like where Emil is right now handling this body that seems to be sort of the plant area that he was like working on there's more of that plant matter in the jars there and, and books that sort of cover that and then in the area where the red orb was there's you know books more about um like enchantment magic and, and things of that nature uh, there's a whole other area about like world history so it's he doesn't really have an inventory but he did have it sort of categorized into different topics instead of an inventory does he have a type of journal or diary um I section think... <laughs> <laughs> yes he has a whole area where all his diaries day one two three no i think you all i imagine at some point maybe leafed through like very briefly sort of leafed through the tome and those notes that you grabbed and I think he doesn't really keep diaries but sort of this is the project he's working on so all of his thoughts go into that sort of project book uh, so there's no specific journal or diary but sort of if he was working on these mechanical humanoids then all of his thoughts and findings go into a, a book about that for instance. Can you remind me the two i think pages of notes that i found before we actually saw the collector was were they about the mechanical humanoids or is that the whole tome or the whole tome covers all the mechanical humanoids as you all sort of loosely went through it the notes specifically were about the orb right okay if there's nothing else i'd, I'd like to just take this this uh, unfortunate soul outside and, and bury her in the woods, if that's okay. Uh, I think it's appropriate. Sure. Um, I do have a question. So, we were tasked to do one thing, is to get this tomb so we can give it to Elizabeth. I think we should give it to Elizabeth, but I think we should fucking read it before we do. 
But this house seems to be chock-a-block filled with shit that I don't understand, but somebody else probably sh does. In that, um, you know, it could be either a great help to this world or a great harm. Um, my gut instinct is right now is saying we leave here. We take the robots with us. Sorry, the, <laughs> the mechanical humanoids. What's a robot? Um... And we burned this sucker to the ground. This dude was mad. This dude was, like, insane. Yes, and often insanity can lead to some enlightenment for someone. Maybe burning it down... I get it. Perhaps the Academy would appreciate the knowledge that's contained herein, you know. I just worry that... We're going to leave here, and by the, by the time the Academy gets here, the, the, you know, the court or you know, some other nefarious group comes along, and they, they figure out some... I, I don't know. I, I see your point, too. I mean, I, I, think, I think there's probably a lot of good research in here. I just I worry about the harm that somebody might be able to do with it. What, what do you think, Loomis? Yeah, Loomis, what do you think? I mean, I'm down to burn it. Also... I feel like if this information was actually for the greater good, wouldn't they have shared it in the first place? Yeah, it kind of goes against his whole name. He's not called the sharer. He's called the collector. Um, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, most of this his stuff that he has on books are new things. The, the new things were the orb that we have information on and what's in the tome i feel like we have already in our possession the new knowledge to share the rest on this history and plants i think the library would have stuff on it already yeah uh, i guess that's a good point i love a proper ending with knowledge gained we have that um maybe it's what's one more thing we burn down in our wake you know <laughs> scorched earth all right well then let's Let's fucking get out of this shitty house. Everybody cool with that? Before we do, Loomis would like to just make one last scan of anything else that uh, might be of note. Go ahead and roll an investigation check. That will be an 18. I think you look through all of the different bookshelves and you're kind of like looking for different topics and, and things that might be helpful for you or just helpful to like put the connections together of like what's going on here with the collector there are four books that sort of stand out to you um, these were all sort of near the area of where the orb was so kind of on the desk maybe open maybe closed but but in that general area there are four books that that stand out though one's called what's in a soul <laughs> that's a cookbook <laughs> Uh, the next one, How to Animate the Inanimate. The next one is Necromancy and You. <laughs> a cl classic. Thank, a classic God. Thank God Destiny went back and looked at these. I was I spent so much time coming up with these titles. <laughs> and the last one stands out to you as weird to be clumped with these other ones because these other ones, it's like, oh, soul, anima like animation, necromancy. Like These are all kind of connected with these living things. 
And the last one is called Time Lost. And you'd find that to be weird to be sitting on this desk with other things. And you kind of, you can, you can look at the, you look at the back covers of them to sort of, or, you know, you kind of try and figure out like, what's the summary of each of these? What's in a soul is the deep dive into understanding what it means to be more than just alive. How to... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> chicken soup for the yeah episode. chicken soup yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 the next one how to animate the inanimate is a dense arcane textbook on advanced enchantment necromancy in you is a look at necromancy through a different lens movement of life from one source to another and time lost is speculation surrounding the era of the lost which when you look at that, I think, Loomis, you maybe even speak it out like, Era of the Lost, this is an era that none of you have really heard about. This is, like, probably very old history that uh, there's a lot of speculation around, but that maybe you, you don't know too much about. And maybe a lot of people don't know too much about. Loomis, whatever, whenever they were looking for a bag of holding, just the biggest bag that they ended up finding, they put these four books in. Four books, you can handle that. If us middle schoolers were handling, you know, whatever, six or seven books in our backpacks, you can do four <laughs> books, Loomis. What's middle school? <laughs> yeah, I know, it's been a while for you, bud. Um, all right, shall we get out of this house? Yeah, um, do you, do you want help, um, Emil, uh, digging? Absolutely, I do. All right, well. I don't want to do all this go. work alone. <laughs> Uh, I know you this all is notice... my quest. <laughs> I'm not doing it by myself. <laughs> you all notice that Timber has has grabbed like a couple of things. Like he has like a golden goblet that he's grabbed, um, <laughs> Great. That, and like a couple textbooks uh, about the seasons and you know, like farmers' almanacs, almost that kind <laughs> of thing. So he was able to find things that would help him farm better. All right, let's let's go gather our new friends. And um, let's 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 go do this thing. Hey y'all, it's Alex. Sorry, to interrupt. It's a little mid-episode ad break here. Um, we wanted again thank thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Uh, we put a lot of effort into this, and the fact that you're still sticking around with us to episode twenty-two, it it means the world. Honestly, uh, if you have a moment, if you could share. Uh, this podcast on your social media uh, whatever one you know we're, we're definitely not picky um, and also rate if you can uh, you know whatever podcast app you're using if you're using Apple Podcasts, you know try to write something that really helps us push us to the top you know what I'm saying move over popular podcasts we're coming in uh, you can also follow us at TCGD pod on Instagram and TikTok. We got a lot of cool things cooking up. I'm, if you've followed us, you've seen uh, character art. Are you kidding me? Character art. Uh, we'd like to thank at uh, Art. That's E-N-Z-O-O art um, for doing this work for us. It's amazing. Um, well, anyway, don't want to keep you for very long. Let's get back to the episode. You all head back downstairs, head back to the main lobby or main entrance hall where the mechanical humanoids are waiting for you all. All seven of you head out through the window again, still unsure how to open the front door. And you all head out away from the chateau. It's about like early afternoon. It's a day and a half's travel back to Mistfall, so you can probably get half of a day's travel in 
as you all head down the path back to the main road that heads back to Mistfall. Is there is there anything you all do on, on this trek? Before we leave the place, I oh, look yeah. at oh, everyone yes. oh, and go, wait. aren't we, we supposed have to, bury to the body. burn? <laughs> yeah, bury the body and then burn the house. Yes, very important things to do here. Um, yeah, you all are walking, and uh, and then you're like, wait, we forgot. And then you turn back around. And, and it doesn't need don't. to be deep, um, especially considering that this person is mostly wood. Uh, I, I'll maybe, you know, a couple feet, two or three feet deep, um, knowing that we're in some some rich woods. Uh, and um, I'll take, I, I take the time to do that um, <clears throat> and look over at Loomis when I finish and say, does um, Dodithal have anything to say at the end of someone's life? Probably. Not sure. Um, why don't why don't you say a, a few words, Emil? Um. Well, I don't know this person. <laughs> uh. But whatever they did in life, they didn't deserve this. They didn't deserve this house. They didn't deserve this affliction. But they deserved so much more. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry. And I... I'll fix it. Is there, like, a cheesy line in What's in a Soul? <laughs> um, go ahead and roll uh, just an intelligence check as you're kind of quickly trying to skim through it. Loomis is not that smart. Nope, 19. You find this line that's like, a soul does not need a body to live on, perhaps? As Emil finishes his sentiment, you just see Loomis, book open, looks up and says, a soul doesn't need a body or something, perhaps. That was that was beautiful, Loomis. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. But I do I do like this body, though. I say to this guy, I want this. I do want to keep this one, minus all the wood. So, who are you talking to? I don't. I thought you were talking to God or something. I don't know. I was just reading from this book. <laughs> I'm having second thoughts about burning down the house. Um, I don't even know how to burn down a house this large. Do you? We just have torches. We, you, oh, oh, I imagine you've never burned down a house before. No, um, bud. I can't say that I have. I mean, it's you, you just set it on fire. Um, but, uh, oh, man. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck at an impasse. I mean, my thing is like, who knows? Maybe even the court finding this some of this stuff, it, it still could be beneficial to, um, you know, uh, the world in a, in, a, in a grand sort of way. I, I'm neither here nor there. If we burn it down, we can be held liable for any damage that comes because of that. If we leave it, we cannot be held liable for things that happen because of that. We've done our job. We've done our part here. We've killed a man and some oozes and some you know machines and it, it's time for us to move on is how i feel i say burn it Ugh. timber what do you think about this buddy uh, well I'm, I'm just a little guy who's a <laughs> that's that's fair okay sorry i feel like we're 
I, I mean, like I, am, really... I guess I'm worried that if you burn it, then it'll start a forest fire. And only you That's can a... prevent forest fires. That's a good point, Timber. I'm sorry, Timber. I feel like we've, like, really overwhelmed you um, since we since meeting you. I mean, we did rescue you, um, but uh, we, we, I think Which we've I'm hit very, you with this. I'm very thankful for. Are you hungry? Um, but I feel... <laughs> Do you want some food? Oh, no. I, I had the keys. You guys oh, did that's right, your that's right. keys. Okay. You were busy kind of doing some other stuff. Yeah. I had I had the keys. It was delicious. Okay, great. I, okay, I think I'm changing my stance. Let's just leave the fucking house here. I don't want to fucking... Let's just... It's not our problem. We got other things to do. Robot buddies. I mean, mechanical humanoid buddies. Is our name Robots now? Yes. I, God. Yes, it is. <laughs> We we'll 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 hang on that. It's just something that kind of came to me. I just made it up. Um, <laughs> robots, robots, yeah. robots. They all just start saying robots. Um, look, y'all. We, we I think it's like midday right now. Probably travel till nightfall and we camp out and we'll probably make it back to Missfall by the end of tomorrow night. So we should probably should probably head out. Yeah, let's go. Okay, and everybody. Your gang much larger. There's three of you to start. There's four of you now. You all head now. You head down the road, back towards Mistfall. Is there anything that you all do on your trek? Just keep an eye out for the court. They said they would catch us outside of Mistfall. I don't know if they meant on this side of Mistfall or after we got back. Uh, I think like probably like as we're walking, as it's probably getting close to like you know sundown, golden hour. Um, I imagine we're all just kind of like making small talk and like you know asking the robot some questions and talking to Timber and stuff. And I think at one point I like go and stand next to um, a meal as we're walking, and I go, "How you doing, bud?" Um, I feel I may have overshared yesterday. About about what? About my associates in Venzor. You mean your family? Hey, 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 chill. Why, 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 why chill? Because there are people watching us. It, we are always in danger now. Do you realize that? And uh, by divulging the identity of my family to you, I have put them in danger. Not because of you, but by virtue of our nature of work now. Well, yeah. I mean, I can, I can definitely see your concern there. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't want, I don't want you to think you overshared. I think, I think sharing is important, and I think we've, we've spent a lot of time together, um, after being kidnapped, thrown in a cave, and I'm, I don't know. I'm happy you shared that, shared that with us. Um, I mean, secret safe with me. Thank you. Um, I do recall <laughs> a promise you made me. Uh, if I ever told you who my associates were, you would divulge what's going on in Honeyguard. Why are you here? Um, I'm joking with you, Ellis. You don't have to, you don't have to tell me anything. I, it's not pertinent, especially you don't have to tell me, but I mean, we're just walking. I mean, I don't think, I don't think you, I don't think you believe me. I, th I think, I think you think that there's something real nefarious going on with me, but, um, I, um, I was born in Honeyguard and to kind of sum it up, I kind of fucked off for, you know, 
first 18 years of my life and uh, I got kicked out and now I'm here I can go into the sob story details of it all but that's that's really it I'm just kind of just some dude who doesn't really have a, have a home uh, well I guess I do I guess I can go back but like my dad said I had to like prove my prove myself or some some shit I, I don't even know anymore it's been so long um but uh, I guess the reason why I wanted to talk to you was um look I don't really have like a job or like a steady source of a reliable income and uh you do and uh you also mentioned that uh you know me and Loomis could potentially be um uh employees of Venzoys Varieties and I don't really know what kind of fucking services I could really offer you, and I know I like to joke around a lot and fuck around, and that's usually just a defense mechanism, but, um, I just wanted you to know, like, I, I heard what you said in there. If, if something ever happens to you, um, I just want you to know, I'll, I'll, I'll go to Vinzor. And I'll, I mean, I'm not saying I'll, like, fucking, I'll take, so I'm sure your associates can probably handle things, but I'll, I don't know, I'll go there and help. If something ever happens to me, <laughs> you put my ass in the ground, you go to Venzor, and you tell my family that I died in some heroic way, trying to grow the business, and you speak nothing, speak nothing of the Dries blood, and, uh, yeah, I think there's plenty of jobs at Venzor's Varieties, especially in acquisitions. You have multiple items on you I, as a businessman, would purchase from you to sell, um, you and Loomis are very valuable. I, I don't know what's wrong with Honeyguard or your family. Ellis, you are very valuable. You are an asset. Thanks, bud. I never really thought about myself that way. Um, um, they, they don't know, do they? Your associates. Absolutely not. Okay. Done. Um, you will die. I'll th- I, what, what do you think? Um, uh, tackling like a dragon into a volcano mouth or, um, um, you know, punching a giant, um, in the tummy real hard. Like, no, no, no. Carrie doesn't care about anything like that. Um, it's, uh, it's more like, uh, in my attempts to close a big deal. With an unnamed business person, I stepped on the feet of, you know, another big business in town, and they saw me as a threat and had to take me out. Ooh, like a, like a, you got snuffed out, assassination. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, well, I don't know. Um, weird times, weird stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, dog, you're not going anywhere yet. We're going to figure out what's wrong with your fucking wood body and this Dries blood and stuff. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to turn into that. Um, I think we just kind of walk in silence for a little while. You hear Timbers trying to talk with these robots, mm-hmm. um, just asking them questions and trying to teach them things. I think as they're all walking uh, behind you all, the robots are pretty amazed by like everything that they're seeing. Like, oh, wow. Tr-, like, tr-, well, they don't talk like that, but like, oh, wow. Trees, dirt, dirt, rock, leaf, bird, and Timber's just like pointing these things all out like twig 
tree, rock, leaf, sky, cloud, sun. And they're they're learning all what these things all are. Um, they've probably like heard of these things maybe in passing, but to really see them in front of them, it, it, it's it's all brand new to them. Um, I walk up to Loomis and I'm like, um, I mean, it probably goes without saying that um, I don't think you're. Your, your stealthiness is probably not going to benefit you while we have these little buddies with us. I feel as you say that, you're actually talking to no one because Loomis has his cl- like the cloak and then has the hood on. And apparently, while I have the cloak on, the cloak color shifts to camouflage me. I don't mm, know. Is yeah. that like... Mc- what does the cloak of Elvenkind do? That's a great question. Yeah, I have... It's... <laughs> It says while you I know it silences your footsteps. It says while you wear this cloak with its hood up, wisdom checks made to see you have disadvantage and you have advantage on dexterity stealth checks made to hide as the cloak's color shifts to camouflage you. It's like a ghillie yeah. suit. Yeah. You're walking around in one of those big fuzzy ghillie suits. The only reason to play PUBG. The only reason to play <laughs> PUBG. <only> reason. <laughs> Is to is to drive a car with four people in it, all wearing ghillie suits. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But yes, I, I imagine that you're not like invisible by any means. But I think maybe Ellis can't tell, you know, depth perception wise, like where exactly you are. Um, kind of like a trick of of forced perspective of like, oh, I thought you were here, but you're over there, and I can't really tell where you're at. A little bit. Um. I think you, Loomis. I think you're there. You're kind of creeping me out more than usual, Loomis. Loomis pulls their hood down, and I feel like you're just like, ah, because they're on. You're looking to your left, and they're on your right, or something like that. Oh God, God. All right. Well, you're gonna be fine stealth wise. I guess the other six of us are just die, um, or five of us. God, there's so many of us now. They all die eventually, so. Yeah. Um, you, 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 do you like traveling with all these new friends? Not particularly. Great. <laughs> um, we should find some camp. <laughs> As you say, like, I don't particularly like having all these people used to see Timber, like, walk up, like, and, like, look up, and you're like, and then goes back to talking with the robots. As, I mean, I imagine that. I was like, let's not try to push ourselves. I think we really fucked ourselves up over the past, like, few days. Um, let's camp. Let's get a good, nice rest in. Let's take some watches. Let's uh, stay on high alert. Yeah, we have three built-in alarms, basically. If we just spread these mechanical, or the robots out, you know, around the campsite. That's, that's a good-ass idea. I mean, I'm, I'm going to stay up as well anyway. I don't, I'm not going to sleep right now uh, without someone on watch. Oh, we should read that book. We gotta know what it says. We should. Okay, um, ro- robot friends. Yes, robot friends reporting in. So you remember how I said that the world outside can be mean sometimes? Yes, they all lift their emergency swords. Loving it, <laughs> loving what I'm seeing right now. Um, well, the meanest I feel that times get is when the sun goes down. This is nighttime. Night, nighttime. Nighttime. Um, usually, we when you're outside during nighttime, it's good to periodically. Yeah, do y'all need to go to sleep? No. Great. Even better. 
So I think what would help uh, for your kind of first night out in the real world, we establish a sort of a triangular perimeter with the three of y'all. Uh, we'll keep watch as well, but y'all kind of keep watching the night. If anything comes up and sneaks up on us, um, holler and pu pull out your emergency swords and we'll be right there with you um, uh, because we have some stuff we want to look over. Is that cool? Yes, we will do what we can. You have given us freedom, so we will protect you. That sounds very cool when you said that to me. Um, cool. Um, well, y'all go, y'all go get set up. Um, and if y'all need anything, just uh, holler. You see them kind of stomp through the woods, heading to make a little triangular perimeter. They're not really all-terrain robots by any means, so they're kind of tripping over twigs and, and logs and stuff one of them like fully face plants and then makes its way back up standing upright and then they you can see them sort of just standing and they're at their post looking out into the woods um do, do you need me to do anything I, I don't mind keeping watch well you said you're a farmer right uh, yeah are you good at you know living off the land could you collect oh, us some yeah. food oh i could go get it food absolutely that'd be great you have your dagger i do he pulls it out. All right. Stabs himself. I look forward. <laughs> I look forward to dinner. He yeah. Timber goes out to look for forage for, for some food um, uh, while leaving you all at the camp. Shall we read this book? We should at least know the gist of it before we give it away. Definitely. Let's 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 look over it. Who who amongst us is the best at interpreting reading and stuff? I love books, I'm but I'm not very smart. Can't you use your new crown? Well, that's really only if, if it's in a strange language that I can't read. But if it's in normal language, it's just kind of up to me. Well, I mean, it, it might be very technical. You know, same language, but more technical verbiage that might you might not quite comprehend. Maybe well, we, can, sure. we can take turns doing read-alouds. Pop, popcorn style. No, no. Yeah, popcorn uh, style. Uh, all right, I'll go first, and uh, yeah. um, I will attach the crown to my head, and I will um, f flip open the book. Can while the others are reading, could I use my calligrapher's supplies to take notes on what is being read out loud? Nice. In my journal. Absolutely. Um, all three of you will just do, uh, all three of you do an intelligence check as you're starting to look through and speak out loud. As I take the book from Ellis for my turn, I say, all right, this isn't the kind of reading I'm used to. Any words of inspiration, Ellis? <laughs> Focus up, nerd. <laughs> you get a bardic inspiration. Okay. Dirty 20. 17. 13. I think, uh... This is all making sense to you all as you're, as you're reading through and speaking it out loud and to each other. It's very dense. You know, a lot of, there's a lot of math. There's a lot of science involved. There's, there's physics. There's biology. There's all kinds of, like, calculations throughout all these pages. Uh, speculative enchantment, magic, and how things might work. There's scribbled notes uh, throughout the... Um, throughout the tome as well of like oh tried this today it didn't work or we you know we made progress teaching these mechanical humanoids like such and such but looking through the tome it has complex diagrams showing the metal orb how it's built and the sort of structure of it 
There are many, many diagrams showing the mechanical hum humanoids, full diagrams of their limbs and how they work, sort of where are the attachments, how, how does the mechanism work to get them to be able to move. Um, there's full diagrams of their torso and how movement throughout their body um, works and how the orb in the center sort of powers their body. Um, it's all a bit above your head, but this tome is the collector's life work, uh, life's work. He spent day and night researching and developing these mechanical humanoids you can put together from just looking through this very large tome. And this tome could very well be a way for someone else to create these two, is what you're get gathering. So this is, you assume that this is the book that you were supposed to get, the tome after all of this, this is what you're supposed to get, what they were looking for, and that whoever the benefactor is that, that wants this book from the Court of Outlaws is probably interested in, in making these mechanical humanoids as well. I know this looks like a how-to guide and that putting it into the hands of the Court of Outlaws or and whoever their benefactor is, that may be worrisome. Uh, but I, I really have to be honest, this doesn't change anything for me personally. I'm out here to get better and to go home. And if this is one, you know, one more step towards freedom from the Court of Outlaws. Uh, I, I, I still think we should give it to them. I, uh, 100% agree. I, um, look, I couldn't, like, yeah, there's probably, like, a moral dilemma here, but the Court of Outlaws will fucking kill us. They almost did. Yeah, I, we should just go with it. Like you said, this was the job we had. Was there anything in the book about how to destroy them I know I killed one but assuming they're gonna make more powerful ones yeah what does it say about like is it just getting to that orb in the middle or is there any component that's like more essential than the others um you're able there doesn't seem to be any sort of like emergency shut off or you know like hit them in the back of their ankle and they'll fall over and die it seems to be that the way they're constructed is to kind of like at all costs like protect that orb like they just like the human body is to protect the heart their bodies were created to protect that orb at the center of, of their body so you assume either like tearing them apart so that way like their head's gone or their arms are gone and you know all that's left is the torso like they can't do much without the rest of their you know limbs to move around that's one way or the other way would be to you know crush the the orb inside becky what we've read so far does it say how to obtain slash create the orb or is the is that the notes that i got um there's some notes within the tome about that but the notes that you have mostly cover that specifically i think perhaps he kind of was working on like adapting this orb more and more you know he had maybe created who knows what's inside these uh, robots that are with you what kind of like orb or what state they're in because it's kind of like buried deep within their like metal bodies but the the notes that you have are, are sort of the more like advanced orb creation so there's definitely some level of like here's how i put energy into these and these are how they like are moving around but the the more like advanced notes he seemed to kind of like keep separate from that tome maybe was working on like a second tome about this sort of science and my notes that i have aren't they're not ripped out or anything. They're just completely separate. Like, it doesn't look like anything's missing from this tome. It looks like a complete right. book. Yes. Yeah, okay. these are se separate notes. I don't know how much more I'm going to gain out of this. And the... 
I'm not gonna lie, y'all. I'm kind of, kind of tired. I'm kind of beat. Um, should we, should we call it for the night? Yeah, I can, I can take the first watch, Lemus, if you want to do your black circle. I'm, I'm fine. I don't, I don't need to. Okay. I was, I was planning to stay up and read. Gotcha. Uh, I'll, I'll stay up with you so you can read and I can, I can keep a watch and I'll wake Ellis up for the next watch. Ellis, you kind of go to bed after maybe checking on the triangular uh, setup for the, the pr- for the perimeter. Um, Timber comes back and makes up the little stew of, of mushrooms that he was able to find. And Emil and Loomis, you all set up to start the first watch. And that's where we'll end tonight. Whew, so much going on. Those poor little robots. No home. Knowledge gained, am I right? <laughs> hey, this could get dicey. <laughs> you can find this could get dicey where all podcasts are streamed and on Instagram and TikTok at tcgdpod. If you found our antics enjoyable, help us out by leaving a rating and/or review. Maybe even share it with a friend. Thanks for joining us, and stay tuned for our next episode coming out Wednesday, September thirteenth.